There are evil influences at work in the world in which we live. And if you and I are not careful, we can be turned aside. We can be derailed from our true purpose. Spiritual apathy is dangerous to the world in which we live. If we are not careful, we can miss the will of God for our life. And we can miss out on important opportunities to do good. It's amazing that some people never see opportunities. Because everything is a calamity. Everything is an obstacle. From them, the days are evil. And that's why there's no opportunities. In the journey of life, they find excuses instead of opportunities. I can't serve God where I work. I can't serve God here where I work. I mean, nobody's a Christian. It's a horrible environment. I wish God would allow me to quit. Uh, last week, we started, as we do every year, we start what we call the Pursuit Series, where we believe, we believe that if we take the first part of the year, of course, I think we should take the whole year, but if we really take the first part of the year and we really pursue, we really seek after, we really uh, uh, begin to seek God in our lives and pursue Him, that God has a way of redeeming the rest of the year, of working out and planning and directing, I should say, directing the rest of the year. And so we, we start this every year, and of course we do a different series, but last week, Last week, we started this series, Pursue 2022, sharing about seeking first God's kingdom for our lives. And I mentioned that the greatest tragedy of life is so many are willing to settle for less than the best. God has a great plan for your life. Jeremiah 29. God has a great plan for your for your future, for your life. And sometimes I'm afraid that we settle for less than the best. And to, that we have the, the, uh, the thought or, or the way of accepting mediocrity, insignificance, the petty when life could offer purpose and fulfillment, and that what you receive depends on your priorities, my priorities. How that one's priorities will affect your business life, your personal life, your spiritual life, and even your social life. Your priorities will affect your entire life. And what your priority is will dominate your life. And when they are right, that is the priorities, when your priorities are right and seeking first the kingdom of God... You will be fulfilled. You'll have confidence. Confidence, I should say, and you will be rewarded. But when your life, but when your priorities are wrong, they will result in that which is meaningless. The fun begins to go out of your life. And you will feel begin to feel flat and empty. So I asked the question last, last week: what is it? that is very important to you? What is it that is very important to you? And, and I mentioned that we have two options. You and I will have priorities, but we have two options. We have two choices. We can let the world 
choose or make our priority. That which appeals to the flesh, that's what appeals to the, the natural man. We can let the world choose our priorities or determine our priorities, or we can allow God to choose our priority. God's priority seems to take the anxiety and the pressure out of life. And this priority is the key to real life. So last week we talked about seeking first the kingdom of God. And how that God gave us two invitations. He gave uh, two invitations. Isaiah 55 where he says, seek the Lord. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. And then Jesus in Matthew the 6 where he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness or his right way of living. And all of the things, all of the needs that you have need of will be taken care of. So this morning, I want us to continue this pursuit. Last week was seeking, making priority, making our priority, seeking God first in our life so he can redeem the rest of our life the rest of our time. This morning, I want us to look at something that God gives us daily, and it's what is called opportunities. God every day will give you an opportunity. Do you realize, uh, uh, do you realize that there are a lot of doors, open doors, that are spoke of in, the, in God's Word? And it almost always refers, and pray for me this morning, always refers to some kind of opportunity. For example, an open door idea is used to describe the opportunity to proclaim or to speak freely about Jesus Christ. Paul said it like this in Galatians 4 and 3. He said, and pray for us too that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ of which I am in chains. And then he says in 2 Corinthians 2 and 12, when Paul is journeying to Troas and there to preach, he says, he found that the Lord had opened a door for him. And then we find in Revelation, the third chapter, when God is speaking to the churches of, of the seven churches of Asia, he says this about an open door, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. Talks about the imagery, the imagery of that a meaningful or an intimate relationship that if you will open the door, that I will come in and me and you will have a meaningful or intimate relationship. God gives you those opportunities. Oh, he does. In essence, he says, I'm going to give you an open door. Look what he says in Revelation, the third chapter. In Revelation, the third chapter, verse 7 and 8, we find that Jesus speaking to the church at Philadelphia. And as he's speaking to the truck, and I'm all by myself, and there's no one riding with me, I'll sing loud. My wife gets on the front pew a lot of times. She says, Randy, you're, just, you're, you're a little too loud. I can't help it. I just, I'm excited. God has been good to me. And God has given me an opportunity and the breath to be able to proclaim the goodness and the greatness of Almighty God. And so God gives me ample opportunities to the day to show him my love. 
He gives me an opportunity uh, to, to hear, to hear from him. If I will just pause long enough and either listen to his Holy Spirit speaking to us or dig into the word of God, God speaks. God speaks. Lately, I've been riding down the road, and, and Judd sometimes is over here in the seat. He, he don't drive, but he rides. I need to start letting him drive. But he'll pull out his phone, and he says, let's read from Ecclesiastes today. And he'll, pull out, and he'll begin to read. And he's just reading. I'm, lit, I'm literally driving down the road thinking, I can't believe this is saying that. I can't believe Solomon, the wisest man in the world, is writing this. And it's amazing what he writes. It's amazing what's in the word of God. It's it's amazing what God speaks to us. But if we will just take the opportunity, seize the opportunity to hear from the Lord. God gives us ample opportunities for us to show him our love for him every day. And the amazing thing is that God gives us ample opportunities to show our love for others. The Roman philosopher Sanaka taught, wherever there is a human being, there is an opportunity to show kindness. And that is so true. Kurt Nary in his book, The Stewardship of Life, writes, as I look back on the opportunities that God has already given me for which I must answer to him, I see that the majority of of opportunities falls into three categories. Opportunities to evangelize, opportunities to empathize, and opportunities to energize. And as Kirk goes on and begins to write, he says the opportunity to evangelize is the opportunity to speak to an unbeliever about Jesus Christ. Do you know that God will give you an opportunity to share the good news of Jesus? Listen, you don't have to preach. You don't have to be a preacher. All you God wants you to do is share your story. And God will give you ample opportunities daily just to share your story to someone who doesn't know who Jesus Christ is. I mean, it's amazing. I grew up in a generation that, that most, of, most, most of us went to church and, you know, they, you know we just kind of, uh, you know, I, you, you felt like everybody had heard about Jesus Christ. Everybody knew about Jesus Christ. You know, everybody had heard the gospel message. But I'm living in a day where there are millions and millions of people who have never heard the message. People that I think, you've never heard about Jesus? You've never heard about the man who died on a cross and shed his blood so that you could be forgiven of your sins? You've never heard about this man that was buried in a tomb and resurrected on the third day? He ascended into the Father, and he's making intercession for you and I, for according to the will of God, God is interceding. I'm telling you, God is going to give you ample opportunities daily to evangelize, just to share your story. Just let me tell you what God's done for me. I can't tell you what God's done for you, but I can tell you what God's done for me. Man, he woke me up this morning, gave me the breath of life. I mean, he, the scripture I read, Jesus, but God at just the right time sent his son into the world so that you and I that were born under the law, he would redeem us from the law. Oh, God, you gave me an opportunity to be saved. You gave me an opportunity to approach it. I'm telling you, after opportunity, I'm just going to tell you what Jesus has done for me. That's why I get animated when I sing. 
That's why I get animated when I speak and I talk. I get excited because of what God has done for me. Opportunity to evangelize. And then there's the opportunity to, to empathize when people are hurting. I mean, this past year, you, we've seen it here in this local church. We've seen it in this community. We've seen it in our families, how that people have been broken and they have been hurt. And it was a great opportunity for you and I to empathize with them. Uh, not, not to feel sorry for them, but to empathize with them and to show God's love in a moment of crisis or in a moment uh, uh, when they're hurting and, and, and let them know that God, God loves you even though, even even though uh, that you're going through this terrible ordeal in your life, I want you to know that God loves you. You're of great value, and we love you too. Empathize. I wonder how many times God has given me an opportunity to empathize with someone, and I missed it. I missed it. I missed it because I was preoccupied with other things. And then he gives us the opportunity to energize. And what that means is that God gives you an opportunity to make someone's life better. God gives you an opportunity to make someone's life better. I mean, I, I've discovered something every day. God gives you and I an opportunity to make someone life, someone else's life better during the day just by speaking a kind word. I mean, it can make all the difference in the world. When you go out to eat and, and all of a sudden you got a waitress. Now listen, I, I, I know that tipping, tipping, you know, you, you, you base a lot of times your tips on how well you were served. But do you know that waitress or waiter or whoever it may be may be having a real bad day and they need a good tip anyway. And you have an opportunity to energize, to do something good in their life that will make a difference. I told a story a few weeks ago about my son several years ago. He drove into the Navy Federal, and as he drove into Navy Federal to make a deposit, he came out of Navy Federal, and when he came out of Navy Federal Bank, there was a young lady that came out the door, and, and he had no clue who she was. Her name was Miss Foxy. That was her name. And she came out the door, and the Holy Spirit spoke to Chris and said, Chris, I want you to give her $20. Well, I don't know who she is. And he began to drive off, and the Holy Spirit spoke to him again. He said, don't you drive off until you give her the $20. And so he turned around, went back, and, and, and all of a sudden, he walked up to her, and he says, listen, I know you don't know me. I don't know anything about you, but the Holy Spirit told me to give you $20. And at that moment, the lady began to cry. And she says, you don't know what this means to me. Because of him being obedient to the Spirit and being energized to help someone's life become better, it met a need in her life, which opened up a door of opportunity that God was wanting to open anyway. I wonder how many times that God will use an opportunity for you to energize or to make someone else's life better. Opportunities. Notice what he says to every one of us here. I've opened doors for you. 
For you to show your love to me, and not only to me, but I've opened the door so you can show your love to others. Let's look what Paul says in Ephesians, the fifth chapter. I believe it's going to be on the, on the board. Ephesians, the fifth chapter. There we go. In Ephesians, the fifth chapter, verse 15. Be very careful then. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity because... The days are evil. I mean, think about it. We must be careful how we live because our time on earth is very limited. I mean, even the psalmist David said in Psalms 39, 4, Show me, O Lord, my life's end and the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting is my life. In Psalms 90 and 10, the length of our days is 70 years or 80 if we have enough strength. Yet their span is but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and flee away. Now, I realize that some of you who are young, real young, there's Mason and, and there's others that are real, Sydney. I mean, when, you, when they think about the age of 40, they're thinking, you're old. I mean, I used to think the same thing. I used to think somebody who is 40 years old, they are ancient. They are old. They're way over the hill. But guess what? I found that that's relevant. That is very relevant. I'm telling you, 40 is not old. In fact, I discovered something. 70 is not old. I, I know what the Bible says. I know that it says 70 and 80 if you have strength. But I have to come to the conclusion, 70 isn't even old at all. It is very relevant. I mean, Kim looked at me yesterday and we were doing something. She says, she said something. I can't remember exactly what, but she, anyway, she referred to me as being old. I said, no, I am not old. You might be old, but I'm not old. I said, I'm older, but I'm not old. Listen, we got we to gotta get this. The days of man are fleeting. In fact, the Bible tells us not to count on tomorrow because tomorrow may never come for you or I. You see, all we have is right now on this earth. And our time is very valuable because it is very limited. Limited. Paul is writing to these believers, and he says, pay attention to how you live. There is a right way to proceed in life, and there is a wrong way to proceed in life. How many of us have discovered, how many of us have discovered that you don't accidentally do it right? You don't accidentally do it right. You can accidentally do it wrong. <laughs> You can drift with the current of a society and mess up your life without much planning. But if our lives are going to be meaningful, wholesome, and rewarding, we have to exercise some thought and diligence. That's why Paul writes, be careful then how you live. So how should we live our lives in 2022? How should I live my life this year? Paul tells us to make the most of every opportunity. 
And he gives us a reason because the days are evil. I wonder what good things God has planned for you this year. Looking back over our past, I, I, I look back. In fact, I was kind of reminiscing this week about our past. Looking back over the past year has made me realize some real important things. Life is short. I mean, look at the ones we lost this year, that, uh, last year, that we would have never thought. We would have never thought. Oh, we would have never thought that we would have lost it. And I discovered something. Life is short. And the older I get, it seems like it's just a, a vapor. Life is short. And therefore, since life is short, we need, we, we're not promised tomorrow. We need to make sure that we allow every day to count. Because once they're gone, you never get them back. I believe that God has some great opportunities for you and I in 2022. I mean, look at Ephesians, the sixth chapter, verse 10. Paul writes and he says, for we are God's workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God already knows the opportunities that he has set for you in 2022. He's made all the preparations for it to happen. And he's preparing you and I as well. What's our part? If God is making provisions for great opportunities and he's preparing you and I for those great opportunities, what's my part? Make the most. Make the most of every opportunity. Now, there are three Greek words that talks about time. Hora, H-O-R-A, is usually translated hour. The second word is chrono, which means chronological, which refers to time in general, a period or a measured time. But the word here for time is neither one of those. It is the word kairos. Kairos. Which refers to an appointed time, a fixed or special occasion, those moments or seasons when opportunity knocks. And when opportunity knocks, don't let those moments pass you by. God has given you a Kairos moment. We must seize the opportunity that God gives us and has planned for us to do what? To, e to evangelize. Uh, I'm talking about to empathize and to energize. To make a difference in our world. Every day that I live, God has given me a Kairos moment. Friday. I met a guy Friday at the waterfront and uh, and I won't go into his name, but I met this guy at, at the waterfront. And as we were walking down the dock, dock he was going over some things he, he wanted done and wanted to do or whatever. And all of a sudden, he, he, he says, I need to ask, I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a question. I said, okay. He knows I'm a pastor. And all of a sudden, we, uh, God gave me a Kairos moment, an opportunity to share the truth of God's word. Gave me that opportunity. I mean, just opened the door wide open. 
And I, I could have said, well, you know, right now we, we need to talk about what you want done. We need to talk about this. You know, you, you brought me out here. Let's talk about this. I've got a lot to do. But all of a sudden, God opened a Kairos moment, and I seized the opportunity, and I said, okay, man, let's talk. Now, that was a moment. That was a God-given moment. And, and, the, and the thing is, I could have been so busy that I missed it. Too much to do. I got to get, you know, I, I, I don't have time. I believe that this year God is going to give us those Kairos moments in your life. He's going to give those moments in your life when He's going to give you a, a moment, an opportunity, a, a, a moment in time where He's going to give you an opportunity to evangelize. Uh, to, when, I, when I use the word evangelize, I'm not talking about preaching. Listen, if God, if God didn't call you to preach, don't preach. But God did call you to share, just to share his love and his message with all of mankind that he gives you an opportunity. Just share, just share your story. Just share the story about what God has done in my life. I, I love Alicia, and, uh, and Alicia has done some incredible things. I mean, God has done some incredible things for Alicia and Tony in their lives and their children. And, and I love it because Alicia, she a stranger, and, and, and all of a sudden they're kind of down. They're, you know, they're, they're going through a hard time. And, and Alicia will just jump in and say, hey, let me tell you what God did for me. She will. I love it. I love that. It then energizes me, and I'm thinking, yeah, go, girl, go, girl. Because God's done some incredible, incredible things for her life and her children. God delivered her, saved her. I mean, incredible thing. And, and she sees that opportunity. Oh, you're down. But I want to tell you about a man. His name is Jesus. And he has changed my life forever and my family. Opportunity. What if we do that? What if every one of us began to look for the opportunity? Make Every opportunity count to share, to love God, to love others like God wants us to. Because you know what? He prepared every opportunity, and he is preparing you for that opportunity. So what opportunities is God going to give us this year? Will we recognize the opportunity when it comes? I mean, notice the events of the birth of Jesus Christ. The wise men from the east experienced a Kairos moment when they saw the star. They didn't hear from God. They didn't hear a voice from heaven. They saw the star in the sky. And when they saw the star in the sky, God gave them an opportunity to go find the child born king of the Jews, the son of God. And they began to make a journey. And listen, this journey they made was no, no light journey, no easy journey. It took a lot of preparation. It took a lot of work. They probably marched around three to four months to get to Jerusalem. Or Bethlehem, I should say. To see the Messiah. But yet when they got there, they worshiped him. And they saw who he was. They saw the very face of the Son of God because they didn't miss the opportune moment. They seized it and made it count. And yet the rabbis and the religious leaders and the Pharisees and the Sadducees missed it. 
And the amazing thing is, is that when, when the, the, the wise men came into town, they came asking, where is the king? Where is the Messiah? Where is he born, king of the Jews? They were asking the question. And, and here, you would think the rabbis and the religious leaders would seize the opportunity. Show me, tell me, tell me, tell me what you're talking about. They knew the word of God. They knew that the king was going to be born in Bethlehem. They knew it. And not one of them went. They had a Kairos moment and they missed it because they were too preoccupied and too busy to leave their post and go see the face of the Son of Man, the Son of God, Jesus Christ. They missed their opportunity. And then I think about Israel. Israel missed an opportunity for a whole generation. When they came out of the promised land and God brings them uh, to the getting ready to go into the promised land. God, uh, Moses sent 12 spies into the promised land. They come back and 10 of them give a bad report and two of them said, we can do it, we can do it, let's go. And God had given them an opportunity to go in and inhabit and, be, and conquer the promised land. And yet they missed the opportunity, a Kairos moment, because they were afraid. I'm going to tell you, there's times in your life that God will give you an opportune moment, and if you're not careful, you'll miss it because of fear. That's happened to me. That has happened to me. And I'm going to tell you, I don't ever want to miss that Kairos moment again. You say, well, what do you mean it happened to you? I remember being in a service one time. This has been years and years and years ago. Uh, I was in a service one time, and the Holy Spirit, God, was just moving and, and doing some, some miraculous things. And the Holy, there was a lady in a wheelchair over here, and, and the front were not here, but it was at the church over here. I think it was on the right side of the church, in a wheelchair. And the Holy Spirit of God spoke to me, and he said, I want you to go, and I want you to go, and y'all want you to lay hands, and I want you to pray for her. Right now? In front of all these folks, church was packed. Right now, you want me to go over there and lay hands, and, and, and God told me to tell her something. You want me to tell her that? God, are you sure that's you? Are you sure? Are you, are you really? I mean, is this for real or is this the devil? First of all, the devil is never going to tell you to pray for somebody. <laughs> And guess what? I had a Kairos opportunity, and I missed it. I rejected it. And to this day, it's been on the back of my mind all these years, because God gave me a Kairos opportunity, not for me, but for her and to glorify his name. And I missed it. You see, I believe that God has a great opportunities planned for this, us this year. And we can't be afraid to step out by faith in those opportunities. Don't worry about what people are going to say. Don't worry about what they're going to think. Because as, as Wayne would so well say, they're going to think what they want to think anyway, whether you do or you don't do it. I mean, and really, who cares what they think? I mean, really, in the, in the bottom line, who cares what they think? 
Why miss an opportunity that God wants to use you to love him and to love others? Israel missed an opportunity. Martha missed an opportunity. When Martha and Mary and Jesus is there in their home and, uh, and Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus and Martha is in the kitchen and just doing much cumberland work, much, much, much cumberless work. And as he, she's working, she, she goes to Jesus and, Jesus, why don't you say something to Mary? I mean, I'm in the kitchen working. Don't you care? And notice the words of Jesus. You are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. Mary had an opportunity to sit at the feet and hear Jesus. And Martha had the same opportunity, but she was so motivated and concerned about feeding. How many times have I done that? How many times have I had opportunities to sit at the feet of the Holy Spirit of God, to sit at the feet of Jesus, to hear from the Lord, and I was just too busy because I had to get stuff done? I'm going to tell you, 2022, I don't want to be that way. I want to pause long enough when God is speaking to hear what he has to say. It's interesting that the Bible tells us to seize the opportunity because the days are evil. Derek, get ready. There are evil influences at work in the world in which we live. And if you and I are not careful, we can be turned aside. We can be derailed from our true purpose. Spiritual apathy is dangerous to the world in which we live. If we are not careful, we can miss the will of God for our life. And we can miss out on op important opportunities to do good. It's amazing that some people never see opportunities. Because everything is a calamity. Everything is an obstacle. From them, the days are evil. And that's why there's no opportunities. In the journey of life, they find excuses instead of opportunities. I can't serve God where I work. I can't serve God here where I work. I mean, nobody's a Christian. It's a horrible environment. I wish God would allow me to quit. A different person in the same circumstance says, wow, what an opportunity. No one here knows Jesus Christ. Just think, I may get to lead every one of them to the Lord. One person says, isn't it awful how, many, how, how so many people are calling psychics and studying the cult today? Nobody wants to hear the truth anymore. But then another person says, yes, the days are evil, but what an opportunity. These people may just be very, very hungry for the spiritual reality. They may be fed up with all of the, the inadequacy of humanism and rationalism. They may be ripe for a real encounter with Jesus Christ. Does your circumstances see it as an opportunity or as an excuse? I love this. A single person. I am so lonely. I want to serve God. I would really serve him if he would just give me a husband. 
or give me a wife. I just can't wait for God to answer my prayers. But then another single person says, hey, how can I help the body of Christ? I mean, after all, I've got some time on my hand, and I would love to serve the Lord with you. And then you have a middle-aged person. You have no idea the weight of responsibility. I feel family expectation, work expectation. I have nothing left to give. And yet another person of the same age says, I am at the peak of my strength. If I order my priorities right, I can make a real difference in the world. What about the young married couple? Our kids are too demanding. I'm lucky if I can just get to church on time or if at all let alone serve. But yet there's another family that says, can our family serve in some kind of capacity at the church or in ministry? It would be something that we could do all do together. And if I order my parties right, I can make it happen. And we can do ministry together as a family. You see, and I, you go, you know, I, I love this one. I, I, I remember talking to someone one day, and, and, and they were retired. They were retired. Now, listen, I understand about retirement, and you don't have the strength, and you don't have the energy you used to have when you're at the peak of your strength and everything. I understand that. But I remember this, this, this retired person making this statement, and he said, oh, I'm all retired. Let the younger ones do it. And then I met a couple. I met a couple that were retired. They were retired. They were probably about, I would say they were in their late 60s, early 70s maybe. And they were connected at the, in their local church. They were connected in a local church. And they had an opportunity to volunteer, to serve. And you know what they did? Both of them went out and got a job at, at a... Uh, at a nursery, at a store, sold flowers and pots and plants and trees and everything. They both went out and they served in this place and they worked hard. And they did it so they could give to the ministry of this local church. And then when they made their pledge, they quit. <laughs> they did, they quit. They quit work. They quit work. I mean, I'm saying they quit work. But they saw it. Hey, I'm retired. I don't need to work for money. I don't need to work for income. But I can do a little work. I'm still able to work. And so I'm going to work a little bit and make this extra money so I can give for the ministry of this local church or whatever it was they were working for. And I thought, wow, what an opportunity. My question is, in closing, is this. What has God preparing for you? What is God preparing for you? And what is God preparing you for, for this year? And so I want us to begin to look at life and see, God, let me see the opportunities. Instead of seeing the obstacles, instead of seeing the I can't, 
Instead of seeing we can't do that or we can't do this or, you know, it's impossible. Why don't we begin to look, God, what opportunities are you going to give me this year to show your love, to worship you? Lord, what opportunities are you going to give me to speak life into people? What opportunities are you going to make give me to make someone else's life good? What opportunities are you going to give me so I can empathize with those who are hurting? God, don't let me miss the opportunities that you're going to give me. Pursue. Pursue first God's kingdom. And then begin to look for opportunities. I look at Sydney Westbury. So young. So, so much energy. And I, and I look at her and she probably makes me, and she, she, you can hit me after church, okay? You can hit me after church. But I look at her, and, 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 and I say, oh, God, the opportunities that you're going to set before her as a young person in high school, the opportunities that you're going to set before her, and if she'll learn to prioritize her time with you first, and then you shall begin to see every opportunity that you're going to give her. God has a plan and a future for her life that is undescribable, that she can't even imagine. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Sydney, God's got a plan for your life that's greater than you can imagine. And I'm old, according to my wife. I'm old. But you see, I'm not the age of Sydney. But I believe God is gonna, has prepared this year for me for opportunities to love people, to love God, to help to make people's lives better. However, I can do that. What can I do? What can I do this year? What, what is God going to give me? And I don't want us to look at any obstacle. I want us to look at the opportunity whether it's giving of my time, giving of my resources, giving whatever ability or talent that is God has given to me. God, what can you use me this year for? To speak life into others and to serve, to make life's peak, to make others' lives better. I don't want to miss it. There's a story in the Bible about a name, a lady named Queen Esther. And Wester, Queen Esther, had an opportunity, had an opportunity to make a difference for the nation of Israel. She had one opportunity to make a difference from the Israelites being destroyed from genocide because there was a man that was going to destroy all the Jews. And Esther had found out about it. And Esther laid her life on the line because to approach the king was to lay your life on the line without being beckoned. And she laid her life on the line. And her uncle said, how do you know that God hasn't raised you up for just a time as this? 
And she literally laid her life on the line and approached the king. And because of what she said and what she did, the whole nation of Israel was saved. One person. What if God wanted to use you? What if God prepared you for 2022 and God had already prepared the way and the means to give you an opportunity that on your job, the company you work for, and wherever you serve at, that God gave you one opportunity to change the course of one person, of one business, of one church, of one nation, one community. What if? And we missed it. So I'm asking, God, would you open my eyes? Would you open our eyes so that this year we see every opportunity that you're going to give and that we seize the moment, seize the moment to make a difference in that person's life or in that situation, that we seize that moment. You know something? I believe God's got great plans. Going to give you great opportunities. But God, help us not to get so busy that we miss it. Would you stand? So in closing, let me ask a question. What has God been preparing for you? How will you spend? How will you respond in the moment of truth? How will you react to the opportunity that God will give you this year or opportunity God will give you this year to make a difference? Father God, I pray that you would speak to our hearts today. God, as we respond in worship, God, as we respond by opening up this altar, if there's one here that doesn't know you as their Lord and Savior, that this could be the day, this is the moment, this is the moment that you have given to them to speak life, to give them eternal life. God, please don't let them miss that moment of receiving you as their Lord and Savior. God, you want to make a difference in their life for eternity. And God, I pray, Lord, God, that as we begin to worship God, that we'll really begin to focus our hearts and our minds. God, what do you want for this year? Lord, 2021 is past. It's gone. I can't go back and reclaim it. I can't do anything about it. But Lord, I don't want to miss the opportunity that you have prepared this year for and me for this year. So help me to seize it so that a difference will not only be made in me, but it will be made in others as well. God, would you speak to us today? Would you help us to pursue every opportunity that you open because when you open the door no man can shut it but when you shut the door God help us to look for the opportunity for the door that you're going to open help us not to focus on the closed door help us to focus on another door that you're opening so we don't miss the opportunity God would you speak to us today would you help us to pursue you this year and pursuing those opportunities to speak life, to do good, to make a difference in our community, in our society, and in the lives of others.
God, would you help us to do that? I ask it in your name, Jesus. Would you worship the Lord? And this altar is open. If you'd like to come and pray, I'd love to pray with you. There's other folks that would come and pray. But I just, I want you to pray as we're worshiping the Lord. God, would you help me not to miss the opportunity that you prepared for me this coming year? Don't focus on 23. Don't focus on 2030. Let's focus on right now. God, what are you going to do? What do you want to do in my life this year? Lead us there. Caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. Caught up in this holy moment. Thanks for listening to the St. Mary's Church podcast. If you made a decision to follow Jesus today or have more questions about following Jesus, We have pastors who want to talk with you. Connect with us at stmaryschurch.net or through social media on Facebook or Instagram. We can't wait to hear what Jesus is doing in you.